that positive, I guarantee you, you guys are going to play better. And what they do, they got beat last night, and tonight they come out and play completely different and get to win. Like, easy. Straight sets. Just boom, boom. Done. Nice. I All like right, it. Man. Motivational coaching. Let's go. Are you ready for a good-ass show? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Cool. I'm here. <laughs> All right, here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode of my show. And he started an escort service for all the right reasons and set up shop at the top of the Four Seasons. It's that guy over there. Wait. Wait. You want to get to use that one? I was going to say. <laughs> Is that Bailey? Is that me? I, I think that's right now. That's both of us. Yeah, it, it can it can be either hey, one of you. Both of us. Well, I'm gonna claim that one. All so right, that's me, that. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Thanks, Bailey. Alex isn't, because he never wants. I to like be. it. Let's go. Bailey's never fail. Bailey's never <laughs> fails. That's an early lead for the episode title. Early leader. <laughs> early, early. Since yeah. he won't throw it to me, uh, I'm one take Jake back in the saddle again uh, but we as, as you can hear we're joined by the third man in the booth the mouth of the deep south the agent of chaos it's robin yeah it is and don't confuse that with asian of chaos i promise you, you don't want to look that up for real that needs to be on our rules that that Do not is... look up asian of chaos that's yeah that i mean go on the rules. unless you're really daring and and interested in seeing what that really is. But yeah. I'm just going to advise against it. Or Darren. For as legal matter. counsel. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it on your school computer. <laughs> yeah, so no, please start, don't. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> uh, we wanted, we're we actually trying to establish some podcast rules here. And we have a pretty good list. We even have a, um, a fan submission. So we'll, we'll get to that here. But uh, here's hey. what we have thus far. No shoes, no shirt, no problem. Uh, rule two, if Jake is caught up, you should be too. Rule three, <laughs> the opening of a beverage must be accompanied by a Godux or Skodux. Rule four, you must whisper, badfacts.info. Badfacts.info. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this, time, this time we'll be exempt. Uh, but rule five, the phrases big fan or we should have shirts made must be accompanied by a ding. Big fan. Bales, can you turn your gain down a bit? Um, give me one sec. Uh, rule six. Oh, if Jake doesn't write down the episode title, the title becomes <laughs> I didn't write it down. Current version 5.0. Uh, uh, rule seven, our fan submission from Smange1124. If there's new news to present, you must say news three times. News, 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 news. news, news. It's at least three. At I least, don't know if at there's least a, three times. Like yeah, that's a no cap right there. At minimum, we really three just times. go until we stop. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, and so what, and what was the one we just said? Yeah, don't go to Asian. Don't look up Asian of Chaos. We'll write Do here. not look up Asian of Chaos. But uh, nothing good comes of that. So. I can't wait to get to this, and then hopefully <laughs> Bailey will have his mic back on by the time by the time he has a chance to react. <laughs> uh, so, watching wrestling earlier in the week, 
and there's a woman's match between Nia Jax and Lana. And <laughs> do you know Sorry. where you know where this is going? Yeah, because you sent us the thing, oh, or you yeah. sent it to me at least. And so <laughs> Nia Jax goes for a move and misses, and this is the audio as it gets picked up. You know, this is this is why we need fans in the arena. And here we go. This is from last Monday night's Monday Night Raw. <laughs> that were made whoa. <laughs> whoa yeah bale's back in with the I got way the more aggressive um yeah okay. skype That's... is just shitty for me right. um, maybe maybe just like i don't know where what kind of mic setup you got but maybe you can move it away from your mouth a little bit maybe that'll make it a little different I mean, it's, yeah it's not close so huh. i don't know then well whatever we'll, we'll just see. we'll deal with it i'll you deal know. with it in post but what did you just say um, there's a lot of interesting noises made in that clip, <laughs> that, uh, to say the least. Yeah, make sure you post that on our Instagrams. Oh yeah, that's definitely going up. It's it's one of my favorite clips of this uh, this, <laughs> she, this she, year. She like takes a bump on the edge of the ring, and she, as she's like shouting things out, one of them was my hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, right before that, it's so oh, good. My butt. My hole. Uh, it's like she must have forgotten that, you know, everything oh. can be heard right now. <laughs> like, it's it's so I funny. think she, I no, I think she remembered because she, she self-edited because she probably wanted to say my asshole. <laughs> she just goes, my hole, not realizing how silly that sounds. It's funny, too, like, yeah, it's funny because, like, right now in WWE, they're focusing on, mm. on the storytelling in the ring. So, like, you get the guy who gets right down in the guy's face. He's like, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to grab you by the hair, and I'm going to rip every one of them out of your skull and feed them to you and then rip your head off. And they're like, oh, my, it's getting personal now in the ring, as you can hear. And then after that, after I'm done there, I'm going to shave your eyebrows. And, oh, my gosh, he's threatening to shave the man's eyebrows. We'll see what happens next, Cole. It's, it's no. Sounds awesome. It's it's not. It's the opposite of awesome. <laughs> How is that not awesome? I dude, okay, here's here's the deal. Bailey, maybe you haven't picked up on on my recent rants about wrestling. Right now, there's two major competing brands, and one of them is silly horse shit with some entertainment, and the other one is silly horse shit and it's boring as hell. And so right now I'm being I'm being forced to choose between, being forced to choose between silly horseshit and silly horseshit. However, I have recently discovered Ring of Honor is making a comeback, and they at least treat it seriously. Oh. And they they get in there. They they have one set of rules that I really like. It's the uh, the pure rules championship, and there's three rope breaks for each opponent per per match. And once you use the three rope breaks, you cannot be saved by a rope break you can be pinned under the ropes and 
Oh, that's oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean by rope break? I haven't watched wrestling in so long. I d- it took me a second to be like, oh, <laughs> it's when you grab the ropes when you're being pinned and the break ref it. stops yeah. the count. Yeah. Um, right. And the other thing, I, I was watching a match and this guy had another dude picked up and he walked him over and set him in the ropes, forcing him to use one of his rope breaks. I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's crazy and cool and smart. What the hell just happened? Uh, but like the other rules... If someone interferes in a match, they're fired. <laughs> it's like really, oh, yeah. It's like straight up one on one, and if someone comes out, they're fired, and the person they cheat on behalf of is suspended. Oh wow! <laughs> so, they're taking it like real wrestling. Yeah. So the the pure championship, like it's it's some pretty good stuff. I watched a couple matches the last uh, couple weeks, and it's been really entertaining. And then just the stuff after that's been fun to no watch too. Wrestling. So yeah. f- bringing up the I, I watched it on the fight app tells you how how far up the ladder they are. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. And like that's the same way I heard about the uh the bare knuckle boxing championship. I didn't know anything about that. And then also oh, yeah. all over the fight app. How have yeah. they how do they get paid better than UFC girls? Because they don't have Dana White as their owner. So they just go I get mean, a bunch of sponsorships, but like, like it, she said, she well, got paid more for the fight, right? So, and that's that's probably um, more like the way boxing is negotiated, I would imagine. Whereas Dana White has his, he has this formula that he uses for how much he's going to pay everybody, like, and and that's that's just it. And and it could be that Paige Van Zant also is now at the top of that that league um pay scale wise because she's the biggest draw they have you know so it'd be you know kind of like conor mcgregor um he's gonna get paid the most because he's the biggest draw and got Paige van zant showing up over there and she's the new the new chick but she's the person getting people to buy their pay-per-view so yeah and similarly they both took big l's the last time they were in the ring i didn't see that, (laughs) that Paige van zant fight but it looked like she got messed up well, it was it was. Um, I mean, it, is it was basically fight. a boxer, more of a boxer versus a cage fighter trying to box. I mean, that's pretty much what happened. I would imagine if it were um, full MMA, Paige would have probably kicked her because that's one of the things she's known for. You know, like it's just it's just a different set of fighting, and Paige Van Zant's not the boxer she thinks she is. <laughs> So for so for those of us who didn't get the opportunity to watch and aren't familiar with the rules, kind of walk us through how how it differs from UFC. Um, it's well, it's bare knuckles, which is means that their knuckles aren't covered with anything, obviously. Um, and it's more of just boxing. Like there's no kicking, there's no grappling. Um, they obviously hold more than in a normal boxing match. You see a lot more holding, grabbing, dirty boxing, that sort of stuff. Right. But but it's it's more boxing than anything, and the ring is round instead of a squared ring. Their ring is a ring shape. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Who would have thought? They can't call it the squared <laughs> circle though. No, it's just the circled circle. The, the circled <laughs> circle is the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, so was that fight for a belt or anything, or was it just like no, it was just it was a main just event fight? fight. This, this chick called her out as soon as they signed her. She's like, "Fuck her." 
<laughs> I'll beat her ass. Like, I'll fight her. Basically. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of like when um, CM Punk showed up in in UFC. Right. Like, everybody was like, I will fuck him up. Did... A little bit different because she's an actual fighter, but still. Same idea. Like, this is, this is my game. This isn't her game. And, like, it, it was funny. I watched the promos for it, and all I really wanted was to see, like, some action i wanted to see what it looked uh-huh. like you know i wanted to see what this fighting looked like so maybe i would take interest in it but they just kept doing like interest personal interest pieces and the whole page van zant one was like i want to show people that i'm not just sexy i want to show <laughs> well, them she's this. been showing people all sorts of things <laughs> <laughs> you see she got an only fans i did not she does. see that that's hilarious you didn't see that well i haven't seen it either but i've heard like she posted something about, all right, you guys keep asking me f- to get an OnlyFans. I did it. 20 bucks a month. Come Holy see my boobs. Cow. Those are There's some no way it's boobs. full nudie, right? It's No, it's just it's just topless, I'm pretty sure. But for 20, and I think she dropped it down to 10 bucks. That's um, still some expensive boobs. But when she first started, well, 10 bucks a month. Shit, I waste 10 bucks a month on all, all sorts of stupid stuff. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it that way. Well, I'm, I'm just. Well, I wasn't thinking about it that way. I was thinking about it in terms of like if I was at a strip club and I spent ten dollars at one time. I would feel bad. Yeah, but I mean, what just to see boobs for ten dollars? I can save that picture though and look at it whenever I want. <laughs> well, that's true. You can't save the picture in the in the strip club. I you're not supposed not to unless you're really sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're really um, good at it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, did you guys have, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Did you see the woman who put uh, Gorilla Glue in her hair? Oh, my God. Yeah. This yeah. I, yeah. What is like, uh, why? What, what was she, the what I, was the end goal? I guess is my question. So I think I saw something about she did decided to use this Gorilla Glue instead of hairspray. And well, she, she like she did had it on run TikTok. out of her hair glue. She usually uses got oh, okay. to be got to was. be hair glue. And so she saw something else that said glue on it and went for it. So she uses gorilla glue. And and last I saw, which was a couple hours ago, they had not gotten it off. Like they tried she was at the uh ER for like twenty three hours and everything they tried like they even tried acetone and it, it burnt her scalp. And it turned the glue into, like, a sludge. And then once it dried, like, it just hardened again. So it's just, even the Gorilla Glue people are like, yeah, we don't know. Nobody's, we didn't think that was going to be a problem. (laughs) We didn't know. I I saw that they posted something somewhere that was like, um, I can't remember how they worded it, but it was like, we didn't think we had to say this, but don't put this in your hair. <laughs> I will say it is a spray. That so like, <laughs> you know, uh, I, for whatever whatever's that that is uh, worth, it is a spray. Okay, um, but I don't I don't think that excuses anything glue? that she did. Yeah, it was Banaka. Like that is also um, a spray. I'm not putting that in my, yeah, that <laughs> putting that in my hair either, dude. I I saw a picture where they had they had had to forcibly remove her ponytail, 
and it was just like ah yeah it's so good straight out the back <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah, that's so do you think yeah. it started to hurt after a while oh, it, like... it hurt her almost immediately she said yeah and here's the other I... thing that I had considered that is really going to hurt. That's in her pores. And yeah. so when her hair starts to grow again. It's going to have to pull or probably it's going to get infected. And yep. yeah, it's going to cause all sorts of problems. Like, that's um, so she's she's considering to sue them. And I was like, well, it doesn't say not to use it on your hair. But I'm pretty sure it says, like, don't don't get it in contact with your skin yeah like that's a you guys have probably super glued your fingers together you know how much that hurts yeah and you just imagine something that's even stronger yeah yeah exactly it's ever super glue a cut closed which is what the original point of super glue was yeah have you done that before i haven't no i i haven't I, i haven't lacerated myself that badly in the field Bailey? <laughs> I have done it before, yes. Yeah. My dad yeah. is a very big proponent of doing that, so I have done it when <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> I believe that. I, my dad's got a gangster story like that. He was he was watching, okay. C, watching CSI, and as you may know, my dad works with leather goods and knives and shit like that. Well, he had these mm-hmm. knives that were very, very sharp. And he was working with one, and he went to put it in a neck sheath, and he dropped it, and it went straight into his toe. And so oh. my my dad, being the 20, at this point, 20-year-old surgery, or 20-year-old, 20 uh, 20-year veteran surgery tech, happened to have a, a surgery stapler nearby, stapled, <laughs> stapled his toe together, <gasps> And finished the episode, and then drove to the hospital. (laughs) Bravo. Good work. Side note. Yeah. Side note, Skodux, they caught the W. Skodux? If that's not good enough. Arizona State? Yeah. If that isn't good enough. My dad was building a saddle, and he drilled a drill bit through his hand. As he was trying to drill, build the saddle, put the drill bit all the uh, way through his hand, drilled it back out, and once again, drove himself to the hospital. <laughs> it uh, sounds like he likes putting things through his body that aren't supposed uh, to go through his body. And then sucks. drive himself to the hospital. Yeah. And then drive like, himself to the hospital, right. In a time <laughs> period in which it's not normal for the uh, human being to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... Because I remember, I remember walking into the house and seeing the stapler out and seeing a bloody knife and being like, "Dad, what the hell happened?" He's <laughs> 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 like, "Well, goddamn, I dropped the fucking knife on my toe, and it's a good episode of wow. CSI. I want to miss it, so I fucking <laughs> staple my fucking toe together. God damn it." <laughs> I've seen some gnarly cuts, like, through Lumberjack Sports, but most of those people end up getting an ambulance when that those things happen. Yeah. I, did, I have seen a guy transported just in a regular car after chopping his toe off. Oof. But, uh... Ugh. Yeah. I, the worst, uh, the worst I... one was, um... Okay, so you guys, you've seen Crosscut Sawing before. Oh, if yeah. If you haven't, look it Very up on familiar. YouTube. Look up, look up two people on 
end of a saw. It's called Double Buck, Jack and Jill, whatever you want to call it. I was going to say, um, you call it Double Buck, I was going to call it Jack and Jill. So <laughs> the, there was this, uh, it was a Jack and Jill, so a guy and girl sawing. And the girl was pulling the saw back, and the whole block came off. So the saw went from coming straight down where it would have missed her, and she had had her leg underneath the, where the blade went, and it just sliced through mm. her leg and severed every tendon and ligament. Didn't hit any blood vessels, but, dude, it was gnarly. And the mm. funny thing to me was I had just cut my knee because I leaned over a saw, and I was like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, that's not so bad now. <laughs> it's like, it's, oh, no, I got sand on my blanket. Dang it. <laughs> Meanwhile, someone's drowning in the ocean. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I'd say the gnarliest thing that I've seen is uh, I used to work at a mill, and my friend, like, he, we got him a job there, and he had worked there for six days. And then they put him on this... Uh, it's called it's like a chop saw basically and uh his hand wasn't completely out of the way oh no <laughs> and so this is where it's like kind of funny is uh <laughs> they they would get us like like popsicles or like Gatorades and stuff right like that right on like Thursdays and Fridays when it was like hot and in the summer and so I turn around and I see him in a car, like driving away from the mill. And I, oh, so God. I think that he like is getting an extra break to like yeah. go get Gatorades or, or, or popsicles. So, <laughs> so I run my machine one handed to get on my phone and send him a text <laughs> saying like, fuck you, dude, like get that extra bait and break you lucky bitch. And then oh, my manager pulls up on a forklift and is like, Hey, um, your friend and I was like, yeah, what about him? He's like, he, uh, his hand, his fingers. And he, he just put his, like, his left hand, like, a T across his wrist. So I thought my whole friend's hand was chopped off. Right. So I'm, like, freaking out now because I'm like, oh, God, I feel bad. <laughs> I yeah. just sent him this text, like, and so I, like, I, I, I backtrack. And then oh, I find out that it's, <laughs> it's the last three fingers on his right hand. Oh god! Just like the very last um, little tip of each one. Okay. Oh wow. So it wasn't it nearly sucks, as bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still terrible. Yeah. But when Jeez. your when your manager walks over and you think it's wrist down, and I was, I was very scared. <laughs> right. It made me think of um, the office when they they all signed Daryl's card for his grandma dying. <laughs> you deserve <laughs> They all this, thought buddy. it was his birthday. Right, yeah, shit like that. You deserve this. Live it up. Live it up, big uh, guy. Woop, woop. And then Dwight comes in for the birthday punches. And you just see the right. single tear run and down Daryl's face. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So what'd you guys uh what'd you guys think about the Super Bowl? Um, it was surprising I would say, but in not in the way that everyone would expect. I would say it was surprising in the fact that the Chiefs kept it competitive while the score didn't look competitive, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're saying um, the game was closer than the score indicated. Yes, but I would say that's what's surprising. Because 
I legitimately think that Vegas just had it wrong. And the Chiefs were sneaking by this entire, like, these last, like, six weeks, eight weeks even. Um, and had become a shell of their, themselves because of injuries. Like, that offensive line, as we saw in the, the Super injuries Bowl. Injuries did fuck them up. Yeah. I would and definitely agree with that. What's his face was playing with turf toe? Like, that's not cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> and a concussion I just think that, that no one would admit he had. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should have been the favorites going into the game because I think that the NFC Championship game was possibly the pseudo Super Bowl. I don't know about that. Yeah. I would I would take the Chiefs against the Packers. I would not not in the Chiefs' current state that they were playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. Maybe to begin the playoffs, absolutely. I think the Chiefs were clearly the favorites. But uh, injuries had racked up on their offensive line, and our defensive line was good enough that I think Mahomes would have been running around similar. Now, that doesn't really matter. The way I saw it was the the line thing was big, the defensive line for for Tampa Bay versus the beat-up line for for the Chiefs. That played a big role in it because Mahomes had no time. But also, Tampa Bay put two guys as much as they could on Kansas City's two best receivers. And it was almost like Mahomes was – he was frustrated, it looked like to me, that that he couldn't get the ball out to those two guys as much as he wanted to. Or Kelsey just fucking flat out dropped it. Like, how many drop passes did the the Chiefs have? Yeah, all of them. That's just – uncharacteristic of them like it blew me away and and i definitely wanted i I didn't care who won but i i felt like tampa bay was going to win that um and that was just from the packers game you know i felt like if they could handle the packers like that like i mean obviously there we don't have to go back and rehash the shit that happened in that game but i just felt like if that if that game played out like that, Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, I think that the Bays were the best teams in the league. Those two teams were the best teams in the league, and yeah. Tampa Bay was better than Green Bay and proved it two times. Yeah. All I know is that my dad has been riding high and mighty for the past, like, six months since it, since football started. <laughs> And ever since the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I was so happy for him that he finally got to see his team win a Super Bowl and immediately regretted it as soon as it happened because he had not shut the fuck up about it. (laughs) And then I'm like, you know what? You think you're going to repeat? You think it's so easy? I hope Tom Brady takes it from you like you took it from me. Mm -hmm. And then I just sat and watched. Welcome to the club. (laughs) So we Almost jinxed it, and then all of a sudden, the the floodgates open. Yeah. So we all hate Tom Brady, but does that win make him the GOAT? I I mean, I was would... he already the GOAT as well? I, I guess I should ask. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I've always been kind of the guy that I, I just kind of dismissed him and didn't really give a shit. But there was a point in the third quarter, I think it was about nine minutes left, and I looked at the score, and I was like, holy shit, Tom Brady is officially the greatest of all time. And I just, at that at that point, I'm not, 
I'm not rooting against him anymore. Like if he keeps winning, good. Like I'm not, I don't hate him. I don't, I don't care either way. But I, I will admit that there's not a better, there hasn't been a quarterback who's performed or led his team any better than than that. It, not for that consistent amount of time. I, I had said if the if he makes it to the Super Bowl with this team, if he somehow pulls this team to the Super Bowl, then he's the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And, and he did that. And to me, like, getting to watch him in the Super Bowl, free of all the angst that I normally have watching Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, it was like watching Kobe in his final few seasons. Like, yeah. after, after 2010, after the gold medal, and I was like, you know what? Kobe Bryant's an amazing basketball player. I just got to watch him without the Laker hatred, and I can accept that he's an amazing basketball player. And I think that's kind of what happened with Tom Brady in this situation is, like, I got Mm. to just accept it and say, you know what, this guy is is the best quarterback I'm ever going to see in my lifetime. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of hatred for the Patriots. Like, a lot. And a lot of it's well-deserved. Oh yeah. So I would have a follow-up question. Um, I see I see social media and Twitter posing the big question of, or or, or the statement making more really of uh, winning and like record isn't a quarterback's like job or or, or I, I can't use I don't know the the correct terminology they've been using but that like win wins and losses shouldn't be directly on a quarterback and that quarterback isn't responsible for that outcome. exactly and so my right. question is. Um, do you, do you subscribe to that or no? Well, you don't win, you don't win though without a quarterback usually. I mean, sometimes Tim you Tebow can have won the best a playoff defense. game. Yeah, well, that was uh, a playoff yeah. game. Here's, here's, <laughs> it's always, it's always tough, right? Like it's, it, it, there's a classic coach speak that one play never, never dictates the outcome of a game except for when it does. And yeah. <laughs> one player never accounts for a win, except for when he does. And one position is never more important than another position on the field, except for when it is. And <laughs> there are two positions on the field that touch the ball every play, and that's center and quarterback. Those are the two most important players on the team. That's fair. And if if this, if the center is trash... Or the quarterback is trash, the offense is trash. It doesn't matter yeah. if you have Barry Sanders in the backfield if you, if the center can't get the ball to the quarterback and the quarterback can't hand the ball to the, the running ball, back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't disagree. Um, <laughs> I, I I guess like do playoff wins and losses matter to a quarterback? I would say that matters even more in my opinion than regular season wins and losses. Yeah. Cause your defense you're can go out there. Team, though. If you're on a shit team and you're a great quarterback and you can never get there cause Elway's you play for the chargers, like it's tough to, you can't really, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's less the quarterback's fault for losing most of the time than, not like you gotta if your defense is not any good your team is probably not gonna win unless you can score 50 points a game and 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 that just doesn't happen in the nfl yeah and and here's what we know about the playoffs is like they put the flags away for the most part and so you're you're gonna have to play through tougher defenses who are allowed to play more physically with your receivers 
And so yeah. the difficulty in the playoffs, I feel, is ramped up for, for quarterbacks because not only are they playing against – like everyone who makes the playoffs is a good team. Yeah. I guess that's the way it is. Like you don't get to play the Jacksonville Jaguars and throw for 400 yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like unless it's the NFC East this year, I would say that's the, the closest you get is the, the Washington football team <laughs> of this season. <laughs> that was uh, that was an interesting one. Uh, do you, so do you think the NFL keeps that seven teams with uh, I, I only one bye? I like it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I like it too. It definitely. I almost don't like the bye, but at the same time, I like I like them having at least that that extra team. I did like that, but I don't like the one bye. I like that but it incentivizes it people playing until week week seventeen, though. Right. That is true. I mean, unless you've got like a two-game lead, yeah, with which the, yeah, the Chiefs did, and yeah. then they, it ended up costing them in the long run. But when like when there are two buys, you have the teams that are twelve and four that are that are coasting in the the last week. Yeah, like if the Seahawks, yeah, and if I the don't Seahawks like that could either. have coasted in the last week, like either the either the the Saints or the Seahawks also would have had a buy, and one of those teams could have absolutely just coasted the last week of the season. So. I, I like one by it, it. It makes it makes one, number one more special than the rest of them. I yeah, but if if we're gonna have divisions though, I would rather see three buys. You know, every divisional champion, unless there's a team that has like throw in something like unless a team a second place team has three or four more wins. You know, maybe switch it up that way. I don't know how it would work, but even just starting out with a year where the top three divisional leaders, if you win your division, you get a bye. And then you can have, you can still have three wild card games. Yeah. Well, you know, it might work. Why not? Why not? I mean, nine is a lot, but I don't know. I, I like that format. Then, <laughs> then you incentivize winning your division. At least, but the problem is you're going to have teams like the Washington Football Team. That's what I was going to say. Gonna, and, you're, but you're also going to have teams like Arizona that that make it in. Right. I right. think that winning your division is not as like certifiable a uh, thing on your resume as it used to be, and or should if, be. What I about think it is. eliminating the divisions? I mean, I like that, honestly, because I think the Washington uh, football team should not be in the playoffs right. and the Arizona Cardinals should have been. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Because you're, you're rewarding something, like we're saying, yeah, you play those teams twice, but why? Yeah, like it's not, it. it's not like it's college football where, you know, you should honor all five Power Five conferences. Like Which they don't, <laughs> but yeah, they don't. But it's, it's not like it, they should. Where, uh, but what I'm saying is that when they change to eight, I think yeah. that they'll have uh, five automatic bids for right. the five winners, and right. that should not be the case in the NFL. You shouldn't yeah. win your quote-unquote division, which is like a very loose term in terms of where your team is and whatnot. Like some of the divisions are just trash, mm-hmm. and so here's the way. Here's here's how we solve that, and I don't know if. Goodell or whoever the commissioner is Roger Goodell the commissioner still yeah yes all right listen Roger Goodell here's how you fix this problem seven teams in 
No divisions. One bye for the first place team. Yep. That's there yeah. it is. Problem solved. Then you get your seven best teams. Divisions don't matter. People and play till week seven. You could even have you could even keep the divisions. But divisional leaders make no difference. So if you're you can still win your division and not make the playoff if you're a six and eight team. Yeah, they need to keep the divisions for tiebreaker purposes. Like keep that. Yeah, for tiebreakers. There you go. Um, and automatic best seven in. Well, I think yeah. I mean the NBA should be one through sixteen. I mean the NFL is a little bit different. But I think that the NBA should be one through sixteen seated. You don't like the East and West? No. It is the the balance. It's funny because that balance wasn't a problem before the way free agency got changed and the contracts got changed. Once that happened and you started having LeBron being the East and then the West has ten teams that are playoff contenders, like right. that's. That was where it became a problem. Now it's like shifting kind of the opposite more direction. balance, but it's but it's still a weird balance. And I I'm not saying I don't like that sick top sixteen, but again, if maybe that's the tiebreaker is the only reason you would have those keep east and west. Look, here's here's all, what we need to do. Go into the archives and listen to us talk about the north south NBA split. It's way better than the east-west split. Oh, it's way better. It is. Yeah. It's also just more natural. It just makes sense. Keep yeah. all the Texas teams together. Just easy. I, I would imagine, and I'm just guessing here, but I would, I would imagine that that north-south split didn't happen because of Civil War things, that sort of thing. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just my guess. I feel like that's why America in general relies so much on East-West. Well, I mean, that and there is a natural like, rivalry between the East and the West Coast. Well, yeah, that's the, true. The, yeah, and that's, that's the sun comes up over there early, and they they have to stay up to midnight to watch a, a baseball game, and, and we just have normal times. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, hey, the sun's going down in the ninth inning of this game, and it's like 1 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. <laughs> that is always funny like when they get to the world series because they start it in prime time and then they're like oh shit it's going 18 innings <laughs> and you can always hear it in their voice they're like it's 1 36 <laughs> call to the pen a call mm-hmm. to the pen do they have any pitchers mm-hmm. left right no they don't they don't it's the first this call to the now. pen brought to you by subway <laughs> Subway, eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were done after inning nine. Oh, and yeah, God. they're on 18 now. The absolute so, um, worst thing that ever happened to me with baseball was I had a 4th of July game. Um, the Corvallis Knights were playing, I think it was the Yakima Valley Pippins. And they went like 22 innings. And I missed my print deadline because the game didn't get over until like 1.30 in the morning. And so I'm sitting there in a dark room just by myself with the light of a computer. And then I hear like the the guy who's in charge of everything. I just hear say, 
fuck it, light them up. And this just right? all these fireworks at like one thirty in the morning in Corvallis. I knew that, that was part up. of the story. Yeah, and that's like funny. I show up. They 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 graciously gave me the next day off, and <laughs> like I went to the game and just walked in because you can do those sorts of things in Corvallis, and like. I sit down and I, I just kind of go up in the in the press box and say hey to everybody. It's like yeah, the city's kind of mad about last night. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was a news story in and of itself because they set off fireworks at one thirty in the morning, and people were like, "What the fuck?" Like it, it wasn't it wasn't just like someone shot up a couple mortars. It was a full blown Fourth no, of was... July extravaganza. And like yeah. you could hear the like the tiredness in the guy's voice. He's like, "Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will be lighting <laughs> off the fireworks at the conclusion of tonight's ball game as soon as oh, we can get man. the lights off and clear the field." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a it. what an anticlimactic like premise to lighting off fireworks. <laughs> I mean, they right, won. Imagine like. <laughs> People that were just hanging around the town waiting for those fireworks specifically yeah. <laughs> at like 10 o'clock, and they're like, why are they not doing the fireworks? I mean, Wait till like 10.30. All, all right, I give up. <laughs> of all the things to decide when you light off fireworks, having oh, a baseball man. game be one is maybe oh, yeah. the worst. <laughs> a bad idea. Or when you kick a field goal. Shoot off fireworks and you kick a fucking field goal. <laughs> the f- yeah. Why are you celebrating that? <laughs> I wouldn't be against them putting, like, fireworks on top of the goalpost, like Kane coming out or something. (laughs) That would be super cool. That would be, like, the the natural extension of the Nickelodeon uh, game on TV. Like, now we get Pyro going out of the top of the goalpost. We need to get a hold of Dwayne The Rock. I was about to say, that made me think of of the XFL. (laughs) Do you you guys follow them on Twitter, right? Um, not uh, on Twitter, but I'm following them as well as I can. You guys should give them a follow on Twitter. They got some some solid tweets well, that come out. They definitely had some funny stuff. I've when they first started, they had some funny stuff for sure. And they they definitely uh, take Even a lot of content from. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I I recommend following. I will look them up right now. <laughs> oh God! Did you see Snoop Dogg narrating Justin Herbert? No. <laughs> no? Oh, I thought I sent it to you guys. I'm going to send it to you right maybe now. Maybe you did. Maybe I just hadn't seen it. This will be another video that we link to the uh, to the old yeah, Instagram. I sent it to you guys. I'm pretty sure I sent it to the group the, the other day, and nobody looked at it. They're like, we're not looking at this. <laughs> it's only a couple minutes long. It's There's some short, of these so. days where I'm just like, I, I, don't have, I don't have the energy for this. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg, I can't handle it right now. Yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can't believe people try to make a rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, even a debate. Right? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Like, I like, heard something about, um, who was it? It was um, Jefferson, the, right? Yeah. He Like, he's a solid receiver. Had decent stats, but. Yeah, good for him. Nowhere near the level of production that Justin Herbert was putting out. And and here again, here's why you can't give an MVP award or like even really. And this is why the Heisman has become a quarterback award, because unless you are an insane like 
make a catch and run for 70 yards, Randy Moss every single play. The quarterback threw you the ball. You just caught yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yep. that, that was a great play because he threw you the ball. You didn't yep. throw it to yourself. That's why the that's why the quarterback is is under so <laughs> yep. much pressure. Like yeah. even if you beat them by twenty yards, if your quarterback still underthrows you, it's gonna get picked off. So yeah, no you, need, you need someone who's competent. But yeah. they did it this year. They gave it to a receiver. They did. Just because no one wanted to like Mac Jones, they're like, who the fuck is this hobo? They're like, wait, is that the dude that was like the third string guy a couple years ago? No, we're not putting him for it. Yeah, and then, and then their other option was a four-loss quarterback from Florida. Um, yeah, I didn't understand that one either. <laughs> like, their stats were insane, but when you got four losses and yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I mean, the only other quarterback that's had anything like that, it was uh, – Lamar Jackson and yeah, I guess Robert I Griffin as well. Jackson. Oh yeah, RG3, I thought Robert but... Griffin's team only lost like twice or once or something. Well, he, they he might have. Baylor, so they kept losing to teams like Oklahoma and Texas when it was really <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I thought that they had just like a really good year that year though. I, I Marcus remember... got one, so suck it. Yeah, take that, <laughs> take that, Terry Baker. At least ours was in color. <laughs> oh that's funny in uh, color so also attached to the super bowl i want to i want to hard pivot and head back there super what would wow. you guys did you guys take in the performance at halftime weekend's performance there i still haven't watched it i keep forgetting this week's been insane but i will watch it i watched like the beginning of it and then i i i obviously saw all of the instagram posts of his like dance crew i'm confused at the uh what the symbolism behind their props and and or like what what they were wearing I'm what, what was the that. symbolism behind that symbolism <laughs> what is the symbolism there we go uh well I, I spent some time, I did a little bit of homework because I, I felt titillated. I was like, what, what's going on here? Like, what, what is actually going on? Why is this so weird? It felt so out of place. Like, the performance didn't feel like a Super Bowl performance. It felt like something else entirely. And so I, went, I was like, okay, what is the weekend doing? Because I, 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 was, I looked at it and I was like, someone commented in the, in the comments on something. Oh, this is part of a bigger piece. I was like, there's no way. Okay, wait, what? And so apparently what he's been doing with this last album and even into the previous album, he's been telling this super long story of like people's expectations of him as the party boy and how he's going through this this long transformation. But there's like this video... Um, Heartless that he does with Metro Boomin, where they're just going absolutely crazy in um, in Las Vegas. Like the lights are going, and he's he's getting drunk. They're they're shooting craps. They're having a great time, and then he licks a toad and freaks out and just takes off running. <laughs> I'm I'm doing a Jake shitty review of this storyline. Uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> and then we get to the the blinding lights video, which is of course the hit. And he's he's tripping off of licking this toad, and he finds a car, and so he's driving through 
Las Vegas, completely like having himself a, a Hunter S. Thompson moment, and mm-hmm. then he like Most floats of that up. was uh, they filmed part of that when I was there. Um, oh no shit! Yeah, the That's Vegas really stuff. Cool. It was funny because it was like four in the morning, and it was it's on Fremont Street where they do all that shit. And I was yeah. like, wait, hold up. That's what the shit like. They shut shit down. That's and cool. they never shut Vegas down. Yeah. So anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah. So Continue. he goes through all this stuff, and at one point you see him actually tripping. It's like it does the whole. I'm I'm gonna sing this poorly, but it goes. Oh, I'm blinded by the Lord. Oh, I can't wait until that. You know. It's just like, so you see him <laughs> kind of have this freak out, and then he falls in love with this woman singing up on stage and he floats up onto the stage and of course he's tripping so he probably just walks up there and gets his ass handed to him by the bouncers and then there's a video after that that I haven't I haven't gotten all the way through but apparently this uh, these three music videos the the performance at the video music awards a performance on Jimmy Fallon and the Super Bowl are all part of one big story and a lot of people were thinking because huh. he's he's been wearing this prosthetic makeup that makes it look like he's just recently gotten his ass kicked. Uh, yeah. And all of his performances, he's looked like that, and people were like, did he have botched surgeries or like what's going on with the weekend? Like why is his face all messed up? And part of the reason why all the guys were walking around on the on the field with the facial reconstruction mask, basically was his call out of everybody like look at how fixated you were on my personal appearance and look it could have been any one of these people and like you know basically the the Eminem real slim shady move from the 2001 uh, music video awards but mm-hmm. having all those people it was it was kind of a call out of the uh, hypocrisy and superficial nature of Hollywood and all that but He's it, like I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the story because he's kept this he's kept the kayfabe of this going in the public eye yeah. for more than a year. Huh. So like That's yeah like great. really yeah I sent the message to the group chat I'm like guys there's more to this I, uh, it's kind of neat yeah, I kind of like yeah, it yeah you said that and I was like okay well I don't know what you're talking about but cool because <laughs> yeah I like, definitely no, I like that now seeing... now I'm all fully interested. <laughs> Yeah, I kept seeing the pictures of his cheeks looking weird and interesting, yeah. and then, but I mean, I don't really follow the weekend right, outside same. of when a Super Bowl performance is happening. So when I see that, I just oh, that's interesting, and then you know I keep scrolling. But when it's broken down like that, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with what he's doing. And if I was his fan, I would be in like not necessarily that I'm not his fan, but if I was a <laughs> avid You're listener. About to be. Big fan. Exactly. <laughs> Ding. Ding. I'd like, I'll say this much. I'm willing to go back and listen to his album to hear the whole story. Yeah. Right. And in yeah. that, and good job, The weekend. Yeah. Yep. Raw fucking though. I mean, that's, that's marketing 101, especially when you oh. perform at a Super Bowl. I mean, if you're doing it, imagine how many others are. Yeah. I Well... Wow. I, I would venture to say I do I, I would do a little more homework than just the average guy going, what the hell's a weekend doing on TV? <laughs> that's, that's very fair. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I think, I the think there's a couple. <laughs> uh, I'm sure to... there's an explanation to that part, too. 
Oh yeah. Like there's there's some story that we haven't looked into yet. Where's the E? He took it already. Hey. Maybe that's it. Maybe that is it. Maybe I just unsolved maybe I just unsolved the mystery. Maybe I just unsolved it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. So do you guys got any uh predictions for the Saturday fights? Who's fighting? Uh, uh Usman and Burns. That's that's yeah, the only Gilbert one Burns I really know. And Usman. That's Usman. yeah, that's the big fight. That's that's the title fight. Gilbert Burns is a strong motherfucker. Like yeah, well, he is. I don't know who he is, so Usman. He's big for he's big for the class. Isn't he Brazilian? Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's just one of those crazy dudes. Who's the one that was at 185 that just recently fought? Um, I can't remember who it was, but he fought he fought weird, and uh, uh, the style bender Israel Adesanya beat his ass and then humped him in the ring. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, the it'll be interesting to see how that fight goes. Usman is is such a good wrestler he's figured out how to keep the fight on the feet and his boxing style is just good enough that he's hard to beat i don't know yeah i i, I, I want to watch it i i'm very excited for it i think i think the thing that is going to come down to is wrestling um and when burns matched up against woodley the last time he was in the octagon he wrestled pretty well, and yeah, Woodley isn't. Tyler isn't Woodley is, he's over the fucking hill though. He, like he is in in UFC terms. Like he's jumped the shark. Ty, Tyron Woodley hasn't been tough in like five years. And, I agree. And he's gotten away with it by when he was the champion. Sorry, I, let me finish. Fights. I mean, cannot finish. Cannot finish. No. <laughs> um, he just he basically figured out how to fight as the champion, and then once people figured out what he was doing, which was basically slowing everything down and trying to keep it on his feet and didn't want to wrestle. Like once they figured out that, then they just beat his ass. Like he got, he, how many losses in a row has he had? Like three or four? He's yeah. A regular it's, tank. It's been, it's, it's been bad. <laughs> There's a name <laughs> I haven't heard in a while. Tank. tank. But I, I'm excited to see Burns match up with, with Usman and somebody other than um, just a natural striker, which I think we've only we, – I mean, Colby Covington is a wrestler, but he tried to become a striker against Usman. Yeah, he is a bitch. Um, but everybody else that Usman has been matching up against is, I would say, natural strikers, and so he just dominates them on the ground with his athleticism, and I don't know that he can do that with Burns. That's what I'm excited about. That's the cool thing about UFC is you just you really never know. I mean, yeah. you, uh, like I get it. People, some people don't like that because, like in boxing, you can generally tell who's going to win if you've watched enough fights. But occasionally you get surprised. UFC has way more surprises. It just it can happen. Yeah, I mean, that. considering in a in a single round, it can go back and forth eight different times, just punch by punch. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? For real. Yeah, and That's like insane. if you see two, if when you get two really good grapplers and Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys going at it, like you'll see, 
uh, an attack for a, a submission and the reversal, and then the, another attack and a reversal, and dude, it, it goes it goes crazy. And if you know what you're watching, it actually is really exciting. And I, know how I would even I would add to that that the announcers are very good at explaining it for yeah. the the common eye. They can it's dumb it to me down. like I'm five. Exactly, <laughs> and they do that very well. Whether it's Joe Rogan or whoever else is on doing the cast, it's Your it's surprisingly $10 good. Dollars for a lemonade stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, these people—they could have been anywhere in the world, but they're here with us. We appreciate that. We want to thank Bales for coming on and, and helping out. Uh, I guess we should mention Alex is out looking for pussy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's it's waited all episode for it. I've, I have. I've been wait, I've been sitting on that one. Uh, he's he's been, there's a missing cat. So if if you're listening to the podcast and you see it, let us know, and so we can have Alex back Alex next week. Please return it. <laughs> Please return it. But for this episode, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake. Good night, universe. Podcast? That is a wrap. Go Ducks! Hey, thanks for listening. If you liked our show, then you'll love our social medias. On Facebook and Instagram, search Red Arrow Productions, or on Twitter, search Red Arrow P. If you like gaming, I'm available on Twitch at twitch.tv slash crashlandis or at redarrowpnw.com. I'd appreciate a follow. <laughs>